Energy is like like water and air. So it engulfs and encircles like the hardness of a rock or it glides along the tip of a sword or it stays within an ocean bed, a container, a space. And it dances with the current and allows to be inhaled, ingested, redirected. Femininity, to me, allows itself to be cut, and yet the cut doesn't harm it. Femininity is also an embrace. It's an enduring. It's like water. So femininity carves a path where there is none. It's very adaptable. It nurtures and it energizes and it, it can even destroy iron. Your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations. Your joys and creative spurs. Your femininity. Your success. All in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hi, ladies. So before I let you listen to another awesome episode on Girl Skill Podcast, I want to share with you some very, very exciting news. Something that I've been working on for the last couple of weeks. Well, actually, in fact, for the last couple of years. <laughs> and this is a video training, a one hour, actually 75 minute video training that is called The Lie of Female Success and How It's Keeping You Stuck, Unfulfilled and Draining, Redefining Femininity Work and Play with Anna Rova, aka me. You can sign up for this training at www.girlskill.com slash webinar. Again, it's girlskill.com slash webinar. And this is really my life's work, so to say. What you will hear in this training is actually everything that I've discovered through my own personal journey, as well as reading tons of books and going through courses and, and ju just really being on a quest to define what femininity is together with masculinity and a lot of things, what are the problems we're dealing with and how we as women can redefine our version of success and how we honestly live in a lie of female success. And this is not only my personal experience, but also the experience of many women I've worked with who went through my trainings and thousands of thousands of discussions that I have with women all over the world, as well as men. As you know, I've interviewed men as well. So what you learn in this training, again, you can go to girlskill.com slash webinar. Here's the things you'll learn. The modern female epidemic that's keeping women confined, unhappy and fulfilled and unfulfilled. Where the journey to success actually begins and how did we all get here? The essential forgotten element to any woman's successful life. The secret to attracting, sustaining and magnifying the relationship that you want. The true power and definition of femininity and masculinity. And the number one reason for feeling numb, stuck in your head and sexually asleep. And really... In these six things that I mentioned, I will share with you, and this encompasses everything I know, how I went from being numb, disconnected, anxious, constantly in this hurry and trying to do it all to actually being deeply connected to myself as a woman, understanding what true femininity is, embracing my feminine cycle, being more relaxed and joyful, traveling the world, rediscovering my own version of success and doing something that I love, understanding men and rediscovering men and attracting a creative and amazing relationship with my husband and ultimately, you know, creating a family. And I believe truly that the result of this work has brought me to where I am today in my relationship, in my marriage, and also in getting pregnant, <laughs> reconnecting to my body, cultivating a sense of awareness and pleasure and feeling more without apologizing for it, making decisions from the heart, starting to do less, feeling alive and radiant. And finally, realizing that femininity is great power, 
that is deeply misunderstood by the world and women themselves. So if this resonates with you, girlfriend, go to girlskill.com slash webinar, sign up for the webinar, and I can't wait for you to watch it. Hello, girlfriends, and welcome to another awesome episode on Girl Skill Podcast. And I'm already smiling because I know you're going to love this episode. It's a bit weird, like... Because this woman, so I'm interviewing Deanna Joyce and how I got to know her is actually her ex-partner. His name is David. He has some beautiful writings online. He found me somehow on Medium and then signed up for my webinar and he emailed me to say that he really loves my work and he's a relationship coach and we started, you know, kind of sharing ideas and all of that. And he said, oh, by the way, you need to interview my ex-partner, Deanna M. Joyce. And I went to her website, read her stuff and connected to her. And I was like, oh goodness, this is going to be such a great conversation. And it was, and it was, it was really weird. Like this woman really knows how to seduce. She's a sex and intimacy coach, actually. And like talks about sacred, does work in sacred sexuality, polarity and all of this. And I just could feel myself flow with her. Into She was like, it was like dancing tango. She was dancing tango with me. <laughs> and it was awesome. So, oh God, such an amazing woman. So we, besides the first part where we talk about many different crazy things, we mainly talk about how does it feel to surrender as a woman? What is polarity and how does a woman flow in her feminine essence? The difference between masculine, feminine, men and women. You know, really this the importance of polarization in a relationship and in life and how it is really to be in your feminine essence, but to still lead uh, in a feminine way. Let's say if you have a business or you're doing your career. I love how she plays with language as well. So <laughs> how she mentions that words like empowerment, business, career are such masculine words. And she's looking for words to actually change that so she can flow with them. I absolutely loved it. And so we talk about this need to dissolve and, and let go of control and how does it feel? How does it feel to be in the feminine flow? She also shares a couple of practical things that you as a woman can do today to actually step more into your feminine flow. Also stay until the end because she mentions like this awesome couple uh, <laughs> that you can watch for and model to create polarity in your relationship and in your life. And also I think about eight or nine books for you to read on, you know, life in general, feminine essence, orgasm, Tao work and eroticism and all of that great stuff. All right. Enjoy this episode and I'll see you at the end. Girl skill, female success redefined. All right, Girlski listeners, today we have a pretty incredible woman all the way from Germany. Her name is Diana M. Joyce. Hi, Diana. Welcome to Girlskill. Hello, Anna. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here. And uh, I've been telling you that, you know, I've been researching your work. How we got connected is an interesting story, but I'll tell it in the beginning, so we don't need to go into this. But I was researching your work and I felt such a whole body yes to everything you write and your work. And I was just, you know, in like a delicious anticipation of our conversation because I love talking to women like you who are basically going into the right, into the same direction as me, having pretty much the same message and believe the same things I believe about polarity, masculine, feminine, all of that. But you're just doing it through a different lens, I suppose. And so I'm very excited to have you here, Diana. But before we get into talking about all of this juicy stuff. I have a few questions for you in the beginning. Diana, what is the one thing that you cannot live without? That's intimacy. It's like a flow of energy between two people. That is something that goes through everything that I do. Like I dance the Argentine tango because of that. 
I get into relationships because of the intimacy, because of the merging, because of the closeness, because of everything that is in between the playfulness and just the, the dance between, I don't like to use the words, the masculine and the feminine, but here it is. I don't know which, which other words to use. It's just this, this intensity that if you have a man who is completely on his side of the masculine spectrum and you have a woman who is completely on her side of the feminine spectrum, all of a sudden you have this clash of energy and yeah, it just creates incredible orgasms. <laughs> We're going to get into all of that very soon, everyone. Because <laughs> Diana is the master of all of this. So um, yeah, we'll get to this very soon. So let's continue with the questions. So Diana, if you had a tattoo, where and what would it be? It would be on my mound and it would probably be... Did you say your mound? Yes. What, what's a mound? That's like on, on the hill of your sex, of a female sex, like on that little hill that you have here, a mound. Oh, okay. So you mean like the pubic? Um, yeah. Oh, okay. I never knew that's oh, called there. a mound. Okay, good to know. Thanks for teaching me that. Okay, so it would be <laughs> there. And what would it be? It might be a Tao symbol or it might be some of the sacred geometry symbols or the flower of life or possibly a Nautilus because I love those a spiral. Yeah, beautiful. In fact, I wanted when I was looking for my next tattoo, I wanted to do the um, you know, sacred ge- geometry, but I ended up uh, doing something else. But anyway, sacred geometry is a great idea for a tattoo. Love it, especially there. I think it'd be very powerful. All right, cool. What is the best gift that you've ever received? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> no, seriously, it's it's penetration, but not necessarily just the physical, but also like the energetic penetration. Like when you feel a man's gaze across the room and it just goes through your soul and it just takes you and you just come. You just come because it's there. Mm, beautiful. And what is the best gift that you've ever given? I think it's my surrender. And my openness and my vulnerability, my love and my loyalty as well. Beautiful. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. (laughs) Love it. All right. Moving on. Who is the one person dead or alive that you love to have dinner with? Jason Momoa. Who? Jason Momoa Mm. from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. All right. Who 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 is this character? Like who he's he play, has he played? He plays Khal Drogo and Oh um, my god. But, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. But what I love what I most love about him is not necessarily this role that, that he portrays, but his personality. It's like when I watch his interviews, I watch his interviews more than I watch his movies. Because I find the character traits that he possesses is like synonymous for an archetype in men that I see. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? It was when, because uh, obviously in Game of Thrones, he was playing this extreme or kind of, you know, extreme masculine pole. And I remember I was watching him with, um, De- what is it, Daenerys or what's her name? Yes. The Mother of Dragons. Mm-hmm. 
Emily Clark. Yes. yes, Emily Clark. And I was watching this and I was like, what a beautiful dance. You know, what a beautiful dance of polarities. And, you know, I still have goosebumps, but... Yeah, but that dance is nothing compared to the dance he has with his wife, Lisa Monet. Mm-hmm. Those two are like so entwined and so beautifully dancing with each other, him and his, and his masculine and her and her feminine that I mean like the role that she plays is incredibly good Daenerys but if you are looking at those two it's like wow this is just incredible yeah like when you look at him you know you clearly like you can see you can feel it in his presence from the picture you know this and actually like he looks exactly like the man that I imagined that I would marry this masculine man you know with a beard with long hair with you know like exactly the guy who plays in the Game of Thrones I didn't know in real life that he's like this and yeah thanks for letting us know so everyone girlfriends just go and listen and watch his interviews and go to his I see he has Instagram so we'll link in the show notes (laughs) oh he's gorgeous okay moving on moving on no distraction here (laughs) I just closed this tab all right let's get into some of the more serious stuff Diana what is your biggest fear uh abandonment okay yeah I think I should say more about this you don't have to I mean um yeah but abandonment is not the same for everyone or it comes not from the same situation for everyone so you can experience abandonment by not being really enclosed in a family or you can experience abandonment by not having any friends or you can experience abandonment just by having this personality that you are kind of like a loner and that you automatically kind of like disclose yourself from everyone else. This is not necessarily your environment, but it's like an internal trait that you already possess and you might have to work through. So what it is for you, what are you afraid of? Because I'm like foreign. If I get into someone... And if someone has a way of opening me up, I'm full in and I just let myself fall completely and being taken completely. And that is something that cannot be only, not only be dangerous. (laughs) So because like if you open up and you give yourself and you give everything of yourself and then being dropped. Mm -mm. I actually wanted to ask you about this because in your writing, you write a lot about, you know, exactly this, giving yourself fully, letting it go, completely surrendering, you know, and asking the man not to run, right? To hold space, to be there for you, not to be afraid and to claim you and all of this. But I I can't help but think about, you know, the, the fear of abandonment is... Do you think, and I know that you've done a lot of work on yourself and all of this, because I had this as well, but in my personal journey and in the women I work with, we really kind of get to this place of, you know, dropping the fear of abandonment because we know, well, at least this is my personal experience that I know once I'm past that fear, I am at a place where I know that no matter what happens, I will be okay. And I can, you know, I can open up and fall completely without, how to say, you know, without having myself ripped to pieces and never getting back to myself. Does that make sense? So I I feel like it's an internal, inherent quality, a wholeness uh, without the other. Yes, exactly. And this is something where I go into belonging, like a sense of belonging, because abandonment 
what does that mean? Abandonment means I don't belong anywhere. I am exiled from the presence of someone or I don't have a tribe where I can go to, where I have a social network. But sometimes when you so much indulge in a relationship, you cannot really fully recover or cannot really say completely, I am completely okay. It's like, you can go and I'm going to be perfectly fine. That's not going to happen because there is a part inside of your soul and you're making room for that person to step inside of you and to do this dance with you. So then when it goes apart, of course, you're going to be missing that. Mm -hmm. And the others, no matter what you do, but the others cannot fill that space. Of, Of course, eventually you're going to fill the space with something else. But until that moment, that person is still there like the shadow of that person, if that makes any sense, like a a print on the walls of your soul. Mm -hmm. It makes total sense, I guess, once we go into it, you know, because so many women are afraid of, you know, falling so deep and openly and opening their hearts, let's say again. And, you know, without that, without deep and complete vulnerability and openness, we can't I mean, we can't have a deep, rich relationship, right? But we also have to take the risk that this can end, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let, let's move on. This was uh, just a side note, I suppose. I have a few more questions here in the segment. Diana, who are you when no one is watching? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yes, I do. <laughs> I dance naked in the moonlight and when the summer rain comes, I'm jumping out of my balcony. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's exactly what I wanted to know. <laughs> Who am I when, I when no one is watching? I indulge in the mornings in my practice, in my sexual self-cultivation practice and I do my crazy spiritual sexual things that no one seems to understand and like what? What are some crazy spiritual things that you do? Ah, uh, this goes already into the subject. That's all right. Well, mention one or two maybe. For example, when you indulge in, in breathing, you do like a meditation, but you at the same time, you are playing with the sexual energy within your body and you are directing it up your spine and down the front of your body and you pull it. Within, within your lower dantian, within your lower abdomen. And then you keep on circling this and you keep coming and you be- become kind of like lightheaded. And also when you have like your focus on, on your ch- crown chakra, it's like it opens a gateway and you are using that sexual energy, in, in fact, to connect with spiritual realms. So that is pretty weird shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like Tantra. Do you have a tantric background? Yeah. This one is a practice that I do from a Taoist lineage, a female Taoist lineage who have gone into finding better ways for women to actually cultivate their own sexuality because most Taoist lineages, they are all about the men and how they can reach higher levels of consciousness and eventually reach immortality in a way that says, okay, I live as long as I can and I stay as young as I can for as long as I can. And also creating a spiritual body in a different realm so that 
when you die, you actually have the choice. Oh, I know this place and I'm going there. And this is all just about the spiritual connection and focus and what you cultivate. And you use that sexual energy for this. Wow, this is some pretty weird shit for me, but um, it is pretty weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I can see, you know, I, when I did my yoga teacher training, I was meditating for half an hour for almost a month every day. I can relate to what you're saying because I had pretty profound realizations and visions and things like that. So I don't think it's totally, you know, insane or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know about the listeners though. Some of the listeners might be like, oh my God, what is this? Anyways, if yeah, it's yeah. not, if it's not, <laughs> Move on, Diana. Let's get pra- more practical down to earth. Although what we're going to talk about today is really not scientific and proven or whatever, but we'll see. All right. So, Diana, what is femininity for you? Femininity is breath. Femininity is flow. Femininity is like like water and air. So it engulfs and encircles like the hardness of a rock or it glides along the tip of a sword or it stays within an ocean bed, a container, a space, and it dances with the current and allows to be inhaled, ingested, redirected. Femininity to me allows itself to be cut and yet the cut doesn't harm it. Femininity is also an embrace. It's an enduring. It's like water. So femininity carves a path where there is none. It's very adaptable. It nurtures and it energizes and it it can even destroy iron. Wow. I think you should listen back to this, write it down and put it in a poem. Okay. (laughs) I think I will. (laughs) I was like, what? This is so poetic. Wow. I love it. And it's like your writing, you know, your writing is really poetic and it's very kind of out of this world. And I feel like you're this being that's, uh, you know, I've interviewed only a few women like you on this podcast and it almost seems like something else is talking through them, you know, like a channel or something. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, beautiful. Thanks for sharing that with us. You're very welcome. Yeah. My next question is, uh, Diana, do you consider yourself successful and why? I do. Absolutely. Perhaps not in a monetary sense, because I'm still working on that, but I define success as self-mastery, as refinement of character and wisdom. So you can actually apply these principles to anything, to love, sex, money, spirituality, whatever you seek. If you are getting into self-mastery, then you come into a state that I call second nature in which you no longer think about what you have practiced for years and years and years on end, but it comes as a personality trait, as a reflex almost. So if you've practiced to be open, for example, you're an open person. If you have trained your body, you're naturally fit. If you have obsessed over energy work, you master the internal and in some cases the external energies. It's just what you do. So the ease of use of any skill, like emotional, mental, or physical, is what I consider mastery and therefore success. Yeah, it goes along with this, you know, there's four levels of mastery. I think you're very familiar with the subject where once you practice the skill, you go from being unconscious to actually four levels of mastery. And the last one is you become, oh God, what is it? You become unconsciously conscious 
I might be missing that up. But that's exactly what you're saying. It's like this level of mastery where you're doing it, it becomes a habit. You don't even notice it. It's unconscious in your way. It's habitual. Yeah. It becomes so ingrained that it becomes a part of your personality. Beautiful. So in what way do you consider yourself successful in that sense? Have you achieved self-mastery in, um, in many areas or one or? So basically all of the stuff that you are interviewing me about, it's like intimacy and, you know, like come on demand, energy orgasms. It's about spirituality. It is about openness, about surrender, and also about the energy of a claim or penetration that then I cannot teach a man how to be a man, but I can show a man and inspire a man to step into the space and to go even further and to feel what that is like. And then once that is inside of the body and you feel it in yourselves and in your soul, you know what it is. You no longer need an explanation for it or just like they say, what is, what is this one big, great quote that they repeat on the internet these days? The one who has had the experience needs no explanation, but the one who does not have the experience for those, no explanation is possible. Hmm. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's, it also relates to what I write about. It's like, if you have not felt it and you have an experience, you won't get it. And therefore, this is not for you, you know? So, all right. Now is the time, Diana, to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. I call myself an intimacy and sex coach, but I really don't like the name. I am more into all of the things that we have already talked about. It's like intimacy. How do I create very much closeness? How do I get into this juiciness of a relationship? How do, how do I engage in the dance of the feminine and the masculine and allow everything for a man to do while I sit back, receive and respect and play with it and still be raw and yet surrender to it. Mm -hmm. So there's this whole thing around dancing in, in the essence of what I call surrender. All right. Well, let's talk about that. I found that interesting when we talked, well, what should we talk about on the podcast? You said that, you know, we can use the throwaway words of polarity or masculine and feminine. And you mentioned that you don't really like to use these terms. So how would you describe that in your own terms and tell me about this claim and surrender that you're working with, I presume in couples, but also with individuals and in your own life? It doesn't really matter with whom that is, really. If you are a couple or if you have several partners or if you are by yourself, because we all have like these feminine, masculine aspects in us. But the claim, claiming, well, for one, let me go into the feminine, this, this surrender aspect, which is like all openness and all like really letting go of all of the confinements, of all of the conditioning and just really reach out reach out to the borders of the container of a man, of the space he holds. Where's my dance floor? How far can I stretch? And how much can I surrender when he steps in and penetrates and just really gets into my head, into my mind, into my soul, into my heart, into my sex? How far am I willing to just let that wash me away? And how far am I going to be able to take the pain 
of the realization that I have possibly never done this before in my life and possibly the realization of, oh shit, I'm going to get hurt, but still fuck this, I'm going to open and I'm going to stay open just like a flower or just like the ocean. And it just stays within the ocean beds, but it still dances within. There are tsunamis and there are hurricanes and whatnot, but it's still within the ocean bed. So that is the strength, but also the devastation of the feminine or surrender. And the penetrative energy of a man, I perceive as this force that comes in and starts to vibrate the waters. It's kind of like you have a ship with it on the sea or something, and it ripples. It creates ripples, and it starts to play with this energy and this mass that is there. And that is just receptive and takes in and endures and nurtures and gives back life. Beautiful. So why are you apprehensive to calling this masculine and feminine energies? Because I feel that it doesn't really encompass the whole complexity of it all. I find masculine and feminine, those are just words. They carry a certain energy, but everyone can give it a different meaning. It's just like you say, well, everything is black and white. You can give it a different meaning. What is black for me? Black for me might be a dark dungeon or black might be just a black speck on a piece of paper. So what is white for me? Maybe white for me is the sun or maybe white for me is clarity or maybe white is just nothing, nothingness, nothing. So how do I define that? How do I define feminine? How do I define masculine? So again, if you don't really have the energetic experience, it's really hard sometimes There are aspects of this energy that you cannot translate into language. You have to feel it. And this is why I think it's restricting. Language is very restricting. This is why I go into energy work. Mm -hmm. Okay, I understand that. But then are you in agreement with the statement that most women, because, you know, I'm a big fan of David Data. Not sure where you stand there, but you mentioned men, women. Where do men, women stand with these energies? And I'm not sure if you're also like coming from the David Data lineage, that most women identify with the feminine essence and most men identify with the masculine essence. Like, what's your stand on that? So I see two movements and I see... A polarization in within men, but also within women. There is one party that goes towards the feminine, like the nurturing, all of these things that I have already mentioned, and one part that goes like, I want empowerment, I want strength, I want my rights, I want this, I want that, I want the same shit that men have, period. I want to be an equal And I'm giving you this in exactly that energy so you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much the, oh, I want to, you know, I want to just surrender to this and play with this and embrace it and seduce and, you know, have fun with that. No, it's more like, I want this, I want that, it's empowerment, it's this. Even the word empowerment, if you are listening to this, this sound empowerment. I say it again, empowerment. What do you feel when you hear that? When I hear it, when I read it, I feel that it's completely harsh 
and with force and not really nurturing. It defies everything that a woman who wants to come from a feminine lineage, such as David Data, resonates with. I, by the way, I hate this word. I can't stand it. <laughs> like it's just been thrown around social media, and the oh my god! And that, if I see another empowerment or females empower females, like all of this bullshit, I can't stand it anymore. Like I don't scroll anymore. You know, it's like oh, and you're right. And I never thought about this before. Like this, you know, it is harsh, and I know exactly what you mean. I feel a lot of resistance towards this, but I was wondering, what's your take on? So, do you do you actually feel or do you agree that all? like most women actually crave feminine essence and identify with feminine essence deep down inside? Or where do we stand in, in this whole, you know, 50-50, everybody's balanced and like all of this stuff? Well, so for one, I don't know really know what you mean by the 50-50, but we come to that. I see that women really want to be in the feminine essence, even if they say, fuck that. I really don't want to be there because I get hurt. Men can just walk over me. I'm being used. I'm being, you know, hurt, heartbroken. I'm constantly look, looking to find my pieces back together. You know, why will, would I want to be that? Why would I, would I want to be there? On the other hand, we endure so much pain by not being feminine and by not being what our bodies actually birth forward into this earth. I mean, we are the embodiment of feminine. What else are we going to be? <laughs> yeah? What else are we going to be? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's hard to understand, you know, like femininity, masculinity, or men, women. Every, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there today that says this is all a cultural construct. It is all in nature. It's not supposed to be this way. Women and men are all balanced in terms of what I meant in 50-50. It's like we both, we all have both masculine and feminine, you know, and, and this polarity thing, like I've heard even teachers that I admire and follow say, oh, you know, in sex, yes, polarity is really important, but in the relationship not really you know it's like 50 50 what? everybody <laughs> that's well, what sorry I what <laughs> yeah I, and i was perplexed by it you know so i was wondering like how do you explain it to women and men and i know that inherently mo like i'm still convinced to this day that most women still identify with the feminine essence they want to surrender they want to be claimed they want to be bent over and taken and ravished that's what I want. And that's what most women want. And I'm so convinced about it in my bones. But then I get, and a lot of women get, I'm already certain, right? But a lot of women, they see what's going on in the social media. They are bombarded with all of this. They start questioning. And then they're on the masculine pole. And they're, you know, there's a lot of confusion today with all this empowerment and rights and whatever. So what is there to do? Like, what do women do today with all of this? So I like to always explain it by envision if you are a man or if you're, you're a woman right now. So envision yourself in the Tao symbol. You have like this black part that spirals downwards. And so is the feminine energy. It grounds into the earth. Your orgasm goes like from your mouth into your breasts, into your sex and back up. But with men, it's the other way around. But if you are looking at the Tao symbol, you already have it explained. You have like this black swirl with the white dot 
And this is just what it is. It's a white dot. And there is no 50-50 inside of a woman of masculine and feminine. We are overly feminine, but we also have that part because a man has also created us. And it also gives us the ability, once we actually overcome our internal masculine shadows, because that's mostly what's coming up within the feminine movements, empowerment and all of this, you hear it in the language. That's what's coming up. But when you have a chance to really like accept, okay, I have a guy inside of me and this guy is this and that, and I'm going to help him to grow up. The moment you do that, you have a completely different outlook on how men men operate, how they are, and you can connect much better because you understand a part of that. That doesn't mean that you have to be a man for this, but you connect through this little white dot to the big part of the male within the Tao symbol, if that makes any sense, and vice versa. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the white dot I would actually call not necessarily, yeah, masculine within a woman, but also the animus as described by Carl Jung. Mm-hmm. How can a woman, like, because a lot of women today, you know, to do things in the world, we need our energy, masculine energy, right? Like to go forward, unless you're a woman like you, Diana, who can just flow with her. <laughs> <laughs> they're feminine on so many different levels. I mean, there's self, there's self mastery. I, I believe in actually the feminine essence, where you actually magnetize things into your life. You actually don't need to do anything. You know, you're just practicing your sex and all of this, and things happen. And I've met women like this, and I'm getting there myself. But I was wondering, like, for for a woman listening now, and she's probably a bit confused anyhow about all of this. How does she know? that she is of feminine essence. How how would she feel that? How would she see that? How would she be drawn to that? And why is that important for her to understand it? This is a very, very spiritual question because it's all about diving into your essence and diving into that and actually allowing yourself to be feminine. You're asking me possibly for tools to do this or methods on how to actually dive into your feminine essence and let go of that control and let go of all of this. So there's already so many things out on on the net, so many books written on femininity, but very, very few really dive into it because we always feel that, but I have to do this. And I'm I'm like this train and I heard like on one of your podcast you know right here I'm fully in my masculine because I'm a fucking train and I was just like oh <laughs> yeah I don't want to be a train I don't want to yeah. I don't want to do that <laughs> yeah it's like first of all let that go like really feel into just flow feel like that ocean feel like that play and feel like you want to seduce and play with that. And maybe whiplash with a wave or something. <laughs> or embrace a rock in the river, you know, or clash against the shores and dance a wild storm. Or be completely still and people can actually see themselves in your stillness. Feel that. Feel. Just feel that. 
and totally relax into it. And then there goes the mind, but I have to get this done. Nah, 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 nah. I need to write this article. I need to do this workshop. I need to get my kids. Oh my God, my kids. I need to cook. I need to do this. Okay. Slow, 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 slow. We're in a hurry. Slow down. We're in a hurry. Slow down. Like a river in the bed. What are you doing right now? You're doing this. Okay, I'm doing this. And I'm swerving around this curve. And ooh, this is so much fun. I am typing. Whatever it is I'm typing right now. And I'm done with the typing. What is next? What am I doing? I'm flowing in this. And I'm doing my cooking. And oh, God, this is fun. Oh, all of the smells and all of this, the sensation. And I want to feel this. And it fills up your soul. You smell the ginger. You smell the onions. Maybe you rub your, your skin with the onions. And you go like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my eyes are watery. Whew, my eyes are watery. And you are just going with the dance. You're just going with the flow. And it's like, ooh, okay. So I'm not totally done with cooking. Let me turn down because this morning I burnt my favorite soup because I wasn't watching the burner. <laughs> so you turn off your, your burner, your oven, and then you go whatever it is you have to do. And you just go with the flow. And the more you do this, the more silence you find in this and the more natural flow you find in all of your actions. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to completely dissolve the need to be that train. I don't need to be that train. I can be on time, yes. I will show up to honor that. Just like the tides, I will show up when the moon is gone. Or I will withdraw when the moon is up and I have my, my cycles. I have my blood who reminds me every 28 days that, oh, I'm at this point right now in my emotions. And this and that is actually what I, I can get into. Or I need more nurturing right now. And I need to let go and receive of you know, all of the goodness that energizes me because I'm losing a lot of blood and I need to energize myself again. And then when I regain my strength, I go and I nurture and I clash against the shores and I seduce because it's fun and I dance and it's crazy and wild and untamed, but it's still in a container if a man is there and is holding that space and allows her to surrender. And all of that. I don't know if you can feel this. I hope you can. This is why I'm making it very descriptive so you can feel it in your body. Because like I said before, it is an experience that you have to incorporate within your body. It's not just the mind thing because we go into our mind and the mind says, I have a calendar. It says this and that and that and that. Now, what if you have the calendar and you look at this? Oh, this is wonderful. I'm just, I'm on a podcast with Anna. And I am just enjoying this. And right now, there's nothing else. There's absolutely nothing else. What comes next will come next. Wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm just listening to you. I'm like, okay. It's really, I mean, I, I understand it, but I think, and I feel it in my body because I have been able to surrender and let go. And once that happened in my life, everything changed. You know, I didn't need to push anymore. I didn't need to prove anything to anyone. 
I was just me and I just took up the space and I attracted my, you know, opposite on the polarity spectrum, my opposite partner. And it's a beautiful dance. So I wonder, could you describe for us this polarity dance? And I know you dance tango. And for me, I've experienced this not in tango. I mean, maybe one day I'll get there, but in salsa and bachata which is a beautiful thing. Actually, you know, my clients, when I coach them and I tell them, go and learn how to salsa because you can't lead. As a woman, you can't lead. You just need to close your eyes and follow. (laughs) That's the best exercise I've ever done. And it taught me so much. So for everyone listening, Diana, describe for us this dance of polarity. And I know you're so obsessed with it. But before you do that, let me just read something from your writing, if I may. So here's what you write. Women deep down crave the unapologetic man, a man who knows what he wants, who knows how to get it, a dangerous man, an untamed yet skilled and refined specimen of masculine power. I will challenge you with rose petals and daggers, and I expect for you to bring your sword. I love you for your strength and your vision, for your heart and your service. I love you for your spine, your breath, and your erection. I love you for the protection only a man can provide. I worship you for the man you wear, are, and the men you transform into. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but this is, this is exactly for me, this represents the polarity, you know, this feminine pole that you're writing from. I find it very beautiful. So to the women who don't know anything about this, describe to us what is polarity and and this dance between a man and a woman. Polarity is in general the opposite of energies. It's like a battery. You have a plus pole and you have a minus pole. And these two poles, they energize each other. So for example, Women are listening to this. Usually I describe it to men describing a motor, how a motor works, a light machine, because the light machine contains a belt and it keeps running. The battery only initiates the movement and then the belt runs and it generates energy and powers the battery inside of the power. It powers the motor. This is how cars work. Now, if I go into explaining this for women, I would say... I give you a few examples so you can feel this in your body. Okay, so for one, I am surrendering to giving you my voice. You want to hear this, and I'm giving this to you, like completely. But I will also play with you. And if you don't watch out, then that storm is going to just overtake you. As the playfulness and the surrender of the feminine. Now, as the masculine part, let me let me dive into my Jason Momoa, my inner Jason Momoa. It goes like, Amen. <laughs> you know, my woman, I am holding you, but Matt, you better listen. <laughs> and I'm diving into you. And I want you to feel me, to feel me and to accept me. I want you to worship me and I want for you to wash over me and to engulf me with your energy. I want to feel that. There's like the penetrative energy. I don't know if I have done this right or correctly (laughs) because I'm more in my feminine than in my masculine. I hope I did this. I don't know if you felt the difference in energy. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, one is, um, so the polarity spectrum is where, you know, one end is the penetrative, as you describe it, as, it, as in directional, as in I want this, I'm going to get it, go. And then the first one was, was the feminine one, where you just are, and you're flowing, and you're accepting, and surrendering, and receiving. And so that's what we're talking about today, that most women either, you know, have realized it and are on the path or are not there yet. And in fact, they're on the completely different polarity spectrum. So they are a lot in their masculine. And so that creates problems, right? That creates a lot of internal contradictions. And I mean, I talk about this, you know, in my webinar and how there's a lot of stress and shoulders and, oh my God, there's just too much to do and too much to be and carry everything on your shoulders. Also your man, because if you are in this energy, the man that you attract is going to be in his feminine and you're also his mother and oh my God. So it goes on and on and on, you know, by the time you're 40, 50, there's plenty of things going on in your body that you can't handle anymore. Um, and this is what I call today, you know, the, the epidemic that has hit us all with all this empowerment and, uh, you know, everything that we've gained. And so, Diana, this brings me to the question that I actually think about a lot. Where does feminism meet femininity? Like, how do we as modern women navigate in this world where we have opportunities, rights, we have everything today that we wanted pretty much, you know, I'm talking about Western countries mostly. So how do we, you know, because you and I were running a business, right? Like we are a lot probably in our masculine energy or at least some time to get shit done. So how do women, career women, women who want to make a life for themselves and you know, attract a partner, raise children and lead in a feminine way. Like, how do we do that today? Okay. So when you said we are probably in our masculine a lot, I wanted to like internally, my organs start to crunch a bit. <laughs> like for one, I don't want to be there. And secondly, I don't feel that's me any longer. It's like when I came onto this podcast, I was really tired tired because I've been working through the night. I've been dancing through the night. And then I came home and I I started working on, on my website some more for my upcoming workshop, Feel Deeper. So I had all of these ideas and I just wanted to do it. So it was just this flow and I wanted to just give in. So this morning I came onto the podcast and I'm like, breathe into this. This is fine. This is the wave. This is perfect. I don't need to come in with the energy. I need to get this done and this needs to be done because it's good for my business. No, I want to do this because I want to do this. I want to dance with you, Anna, on this podcast with all of the listeners. If you are listening, if you are a listener, I want to get into the dance with you. And I want to do this thing so that you can feel that, so that you can just come in with a different energy and say, oh, wow, this is my energy. This is the impulse that's coming. My calendar, those are impulses. And I'm just flowing with it. I don't really have to go like doof, 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 hard, hard, hard. One appointment after the other. I need to make that 500 bucks now so I can be someone. Oh, fuck that. Fuck all of that. No, it's really like, calendar is full and I need to get this done. It's the flow. 
It's the flow. This is a business flow. Even the word business is very hard. It's like an expression of myself. My business is, is my flow, my feminine flow. And that is what I am expressing through my business. I don't want to say career because career sounds even harsher. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what word to use. So, yeah. yeah, it's interesting because you know, men came up with these words probably, you know, I mean, in terms of there's masculine energy and go, go, you know, yeah. career, business. Mm, yeah, yeah, mm. Of course, if you're on the hunt, if you, I mean, if I'm thinking myself into a hunter because a part of me is a huntress and I'm even named after the, the goddess of the hunt, Diana. So when I imagine I'm in the field or I'm sitting in Africa somewhere in the bush or in the grass, and I'm like, I want to get that antelope. And there are people beside me and I depend on them and I lead. I'm just like watching really quickly, but my vision is completely onto the target. And then I'm just like, and I give signals, go, 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 go. And they need to listen and they need to, and it's sharp and it's very directed like an arrow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. So in a sense, like how do we lead in a feminine way? Where does feminism meet femininity? It's in the flow of, and I always tell, you know, on, on my webinars and coaching clients and myself, like a woman's work has to bring her pleasure. It has to be connected to joy. Because if it's not, then she comes home completely depleted and doesn't have anything for anyone else, even herself. If it doesn't energize you, if the work that you do as a woman does not energize you, you are in the wrong field. Mm -hmm. You're either in the wrong field or maybe like me, you cannot work for someone because I always clash against them and I start to, you know kind of like suggest improvement and how dare <laughs> a worker be suggests improvement. That is like an ego blow. So yeah, I have problems working for people. So this is why, I'm, why I have started to have a business on my own so that I can, you know, go with my own stuff and not have to listen to, you know, we want to create this and that and that and it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Don't you think that men also need that? Like, you know, I've heard questions saying, oh, but like, what are you talking about flow? And, and, you know, in terms of like bring pleasure, work has to energize you. Isn't it the same for men? Don't men need to be energized by work? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But the energy is a different one. So there's a way a man does a business and there's a way a woman does a business. And since we have those two energies that we have just been talking about in length, we need to approach it differently. We have different energies. If I try to be in my masculine, that's really exhausting. But if I'm just giving in and if I'm just letting stuff happen and just go with the flow, like for now you are initiating questions and I'm just taking that in. And I'm giving stuff out as nurturing. So you have given me a seed and I'm giving you a flower. So when I approach everything from a natural way, I mean, even our bodies, they are basically, they are made to take in a seed and to create life. 
and to create something bigger from it. I mean, we get a teeny tiny microscopic seed and we make a huge baby out of that. <laughs> like how many more million times bigger is that thing? That child that comes out or a man gives a woman a house and she turns it into a home or a man gives her a dress and she starts to wear it and makes it hers in her expression. It's just the flavors that we add to the things, the framework that men provide, the stability, the container, the framework, and we at the stage, and we get to dance in that. We get to fill that out. So there are, are the differences in these energies. Mm-hmm. And why is it important? Why is polarity important in a relationship? It's not just important in a relationship. If you have no polarity, even in business contacts, where does that go? I mean, that it just, everything just stays cold and dry and just, yeah, there's just no fun in that. <laughs> so if, if I cannot be a woman around a man who I'm doing business with, then is it even worth having that connection? But business is inherently masculine. Is it? <laughs> is it? We can question that. Mm -hmm. it, I think it depends who operates the business, if it's a man or if it's a woman. You can make a business very masculine. You can make a business very feminine. You like to listen to Namaste Moore, I hear. <laughs> I've interviewed I'm giving her. You, I'm, giving you, I'm giving you the examples. Um, I've done my studies. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So what she does, she's all into the flow, into the feminine, all of that. Feel everything. That is the feminine flow. And then you have other guys. If you are going, for example, towards oh God, um, Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. the way he does his events. It's very structured. It's very clear. He's open for, for differences, but he still has something that he goes by. He gives the line. He gives the container. It's very strict. It's very clear. It has rules and regulations that people need to obey, or otherwise this thing won't work, right? And the feminine is like, okay, let me just sigh myself into It's like a chair. Let me just relax into this container. Ah. Or let me be penetrated by a force like the ocean when I step into it, when I tickle my toes with the waters. So there are two different energies of how, and, and Tony is in his element and Namaste is in her element. So if you are looking at these two opposites, like complete opposites, I give you another example, which is, the mix of them both and which doesn't sit well with me. That's Oprah. Mm. She does it on both. She mixes them both. And I'm like, do I like her or don't I like her? Because I can't really, it's not polarizing. So it's really hard for me to decide since I am on the feminine spectrum of womanly beings. Where is she? Or is she's kind of like, okay, sometimes I think, oh my God, I, I cannot listen to this woman. You know, on one hand, She is super warm and like super awesome. And I love her insights, but sometimes I'm just like, she delivers like a guy. And I, what am I, that completely confuses me in like my woman brain. <laughs> It goes like, <laughs> hmm. broken neck, what is that? 
Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. So thanks so much for these examples. Namaste, by the way, Namaste more for everyone listening. It's episode 82. If you go to girlskill.com slash 82, it has been one of my favorite episodes so far to just listen to this woman. You know, she's a complete, like completely in the flow and versus someone like Tony Robbins, right? Same resonance, same energy, but like on a different spectrum. And then Oprah is somewhere in between. It's like, uh, uh, you know, what do you do? I, I, I understand what you mean. So let me summarize, Diana, for everyone listening. So basically, if you're a woman that resonates with being in the flow, with, you know, the man coming in and providing the stage, providing the space, and you relax and play and flow in this space, if you resonate with what Diana has been describing as feminine energy or feminine essence, then you know that you are a feminine essence woman and this is the way for you to go. Now, to lead, to be in a relationship, to be with the world, to be with everything. That's the way to go. I've stepped on this journey and it's been transformational. And so I guess we're going to finish up this conversation, Diana, with some maybe practical things. Like how do women get there? Like, do you have anything practical that you teach your clients or how can they do on a daily basis, connect more to that and fall into that and transform their lives? It always starts with the body. The body is a conductor for emotions, and so does a nurturing. So when you nurture your body, I do this every morning with breast massages. Because when you massage the breast in a certain way, this is where your heart sits. You give yourself love. You nurture yourself. And that is what actually sparks more of your feminine essence but also is dancing the tango much, much more than salsa or bachata because the tango completely depends on the merging of two people. If I'm not in salsa, I still have the option to kind of like, you know, move my foot to a different direction, even though he leads, but it's not as close. In the tango, I am chest to chest and that's it. The only way I feel where he is going is through his chest, which means I have to open. I have to completely surrender. It's going to be a disaster. So if you like to get more into the feminine, tango, I feel, is the way to go. Or like breast massages or taking extensive baths and really doing girly things and indulge in that. And to really do the things that we as women feel is natural to our energy. This is what we do. We play around. Yeah. We surrender. Oh, would you like to help me? Maybe, you know, maybe you are not going to fix that table by yourself. Maybe you're going to ask the neighbor if she can borrow her husband for your latest wood project. <laughs> So you don't have to, and you don't have to do that train thing. I have to bring out the jigsaw and I have to do this on my own. And I have to be strong for this because men, they love that stuff. They fix it and then they feel important and they feel needed. And I think that is a big part of polarity as well. Do I feel needed within that dance? Mm -hmm. So what is a woman's strength then? Where does her strength lie? I think the strength is 
<laughs> is such a masculine word, the same as power. So how would you, I mean, it's on one hand, you have a man who kind of like steps into the woman and her, if you want to say her might, her influence, I like the word influence, her influence would be to surround him and to allow to let things happen to her and allow for him to hold the space. And it's much more in allowing and becoming soft within that penetration, within that container on that stage that he is preparing for you. Mm -hmm. So just to summarize, Diana, some of the practical things that I see here. So, you know, it's so funny because... You are in your feminine element and I have to play the masculine role here. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, my God, how hard must I try? Okay, let's try this. I'm not taking on the, the leading role, but I have a suggestion. <laughs> Why don't we just play both in our feminine? What would that be like right now? So you have like a plan, you have a plan, but where do you really want to go with this? Where yeah, but I have to summarize your thoughts because you're so flowy. <laughs> I have to give that woman, that flowy woman, the container. Yeah, this is beautiful, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm consciously realizing that I have to bring you back and I have to summarize for the listener. You know, and I'm like, but you're just flowy. You're just there. You're just, <laughs> and if I was in my feminine, we'd just have a conversation with no end. There would be no beginning and no end. <laughs> it's so funny. But for, for the sake of this, let me just summarize. So how do we get there? <laughs> Let's bring it all back. Let's stay on the subject. Right. <laughs> so how do we get practical about actually being in the flow and, and being that woman that we want to be? First of all, you got to feel it in your body. Feel the emotions. Nurture your body. So Diana is doing breast massage. Give yourself love, connect to that essence. Dancing tango is amazing. I also love, you know what I love? I love kizomba. I haven't gotten into that, but kizomba is all about the hips. I guess where tango is all about his chest. Kizomba is about the hips, talking about, you know, polarity there between a man and a woman. And just playing around, allowing things to happen more and asking for help. I love this example that you said, not even, you know, asking men on the street or, I mean, you could do that, but like go and borrow someone's husband. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's creative. That's resourceful. <laughs> you know, uh, there is a man and yeah, I was, it was today just to share an example. So I'm just started to drive a few months ago and today, you know, I have a baby screaming in the car and it's just crazy. I pull up to the years. What is a petrol station, you know, to, to fill up the tank. And I've never done it. I mean, I know it's kind of silly, but I've never done it. And I'm all nervous. And I'm sitting there trying to figure it out. And I see a guy like just in front. And I said, hi, I'm sorry. Can you help me? And he helped me figure this out. And I loved it. How he just lightened up, you know, because I know that women don't do this, especially here in Australia, you know, women don't ask men for anything anymore. In fact, if you open the door and then I was actually with the baby coming and I had a hard time opening the door and there were a lot of guys standing in front of me. None of them would approach and open the door for me. And I know that if I was in Eastern Europe, they would be completely different. Anyway, it's just like things around the day that I notice and I just smile at this, you know, I don't have anger or anything, but I just, they make me happy. So I think I summarized it right. <laughs> yeah. I would like to add something to this. 
just for the last thing, if you really want to dive into the polarity game, then surround yourself, want to be more in your feminine, surround yourself with very, very masculine men because they will shift your energy automatically. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when you step into the feminine essence polarity, the men around you will also transform or you'll start attracting different kind of men. And, you know, when I talk to women, I always tell them, there are great men out there. And for me, everything changed once I saw that this is possible. And once I started playing on this feminine essence, who I am, the men around me, all of them changed. I don't have to deal with bullshit anymore. You know, women complain about like a bunch of dickheads and men are pigs and whatever. I'm like, where? I don't see them. I don't have them no, in my life. It's because your filter changes and your perception, your energy changes. You don't even have them in your vortex any longer because they are repelled by what you resemble. Yes. Mm. All right, beautiful. Let's conclude this, Diana, with uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to bring this. I, I have to hold the container. It's time for tools and resources on Girl Skill. Let's talk about some of the people that you find inspirational, let's say. And one of them, I definitely uh, put down Jason Momoa. So that's mm -hmm. good. Do you have anyone else? Yes, Lisa Bonet. I love her because she like represents, if you are looking, okay, so here's another tip. If you are looking for finding a man in a certain kind of essence, a certain kind of flavor of masculinity, look for the partner he has. And see if you can feel yourself into that energy. And then that will attract those kind of men. For my favorite books, I have several. So there's one, Delta of Venus by Anenin. Then there's the story of O. Oh my God, I read that. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> and then the Tao Tantrics, Arts of Women, of Women. And the multi-orgasmic woman by Mantak Chia, which is like a book for do this, do that, do that, do that. And then you get to like having multiple orgasms. So which also opens up your body. Then there is like philosophical or grounding work, which one is women who run with the wolves. I have that book in three languages. That's my Bible. Then there's Erotism, Death and Sensuality by Georges Bataille, which is a philosophical piece on death and how what it has to do with erotism, violence and death and pain. How does it go together? Then The Art of Seduction. I love how that is written. And also the different characters inside, because we have a personality, but we also have like different parts and aspects inside of us. And we can play with those and develop those. So this is why I love this book so much. And then you actually get to play. Then there's Tao Te Ching uh, by Lao Tse and The Art of War, which is actually really important for relationships as well. So you always want to know where you're standing. And that sounds very, very masculine, but you want to know, even as a woman, you are going to want to know where's your wife at any moment. You want to have control and kind of like in some parts say, okay, I'm, I'm just waving this way and I'm waving that way. And now I can just free flow, but you give it some kind of direction. Mm, 
Beautiful. That's a lot of books, Diana. Thank you. <laughs> We're a gonna, lot of books, yeah. <laughs> We're going to link to um, all of them in the show notes for everyone listening. So if you go to the show notes, uh, you'll find them. All right, Diana, thank you so much. I really appreciate this talk and your flowing energy. I love it. <laughs> it's hard for me to hold when you're so, you know, because I'm, <laughs> I'm on the spectrum with you on this side. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, how do I do this? <laughs> thank you for holding that space uh, no worries. Yes. So for everybody who wants to know more about you and your work and what you do, where can they find you? Yeah, you find me on Diana M, like Martha, Diana M. Joyce, J-O-I-C-E, not J-O-Y, J-O-I, like ice cream, dot com. And this is where you find all of my works or you can just Google my name, Diana M. Joyce. That's it. All you have to do is this and then you get everything. You get my Facebook, you get my Instagram, you get my my website and then you get to decide where you want to go. Awesome. And we'll link again everything in the show notes. Diana, thank you so much. Uh, you should probably come back to the podcast where we talk about how you orgasm for hours oh, and days and months. To. and <laughs> But that's a different conversation. <laughs> thank you so much. I would love that. Thank you, Anna, for having me. All right, girlfriends, hope you enjoyed this episode. And as usual, charge your karmic energy and share it with a girlfriend who really needs to hear this. Uh, an amazing conversation. I love this woman. So share this podcast episode straight from your podcasting app or send her to girlskill.com slash 111. So this is 111. And here's where you find all the show notes and everything we discussed. And uh, don't forget to leave a rating and a review for the podcast because it helps this podcast get up the ratings, make more more women listen to this goodness and just share the feminine essence and the femininity to all of us. All right, keep running with the wolves and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined.